Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Now for your host, Dan Mater. Welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. We're back. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. MD's Fantasy Football Show is here for you because we have the preview. The last preview before your six week 16 championship matchups. The last one where we go over the late afternoon games and the Sunday night and the Monday night. And, of course, we have a mailbag segment for all of you at the end of the show. And we are at the home studios again today. So that means if you're watching on Sportscaster and you want to drop a fantasy football question for your matchups ahead of time for the end of this show, we will answer it and put it as part of the episode as my way to shout out to MD Nation, as my way to give a a lot of credit and a lot of exposure to the fans who listen to this show each and every day. And if you're on the audio version, whatever podcast app you are listening to, whether it be Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, Pinecast, it does not matter. Do one thing for us, please. If we've done anything to help you out this entire year, please do one thing for us. And that is rate us with a five-star comment on the show. And that helps us out immensely immensely especially going into next season yes we are going to have one more week of podcasts next week we are going to do the recap shows we are going to do the preview shows because we want to help everyone including those who are in the amateur hour leagues that actually play their championships going into week 17 and there's gonna be a lot of questions for that and of course people who play dfs there's still a lot of people who are going to be interested in the fantasy aspect of football for week 17 so we will be here for you this is not the last episode of the year for us just yet so don't worry. You have still have four more, at least four more episodes of wonderful me to listen to, to help light your way, to help light your Christmas week. We're here for you. 
Hashtag humble brag. But enough of that. We got a lot to get into. And at the end of the show today, after the mailbag segment, we are going to talk a little bit about what we have to look forward to going into next season. Just in case this will be the last episode that you guys watch and or listen to because it is the championship week. So we're going to get into that at the end of the show as well and kind of give you guys a little bit of a taste of what might be in store for you next season. But for now, let's go ahead and jump right into the main part of the episode here. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is proud to become the newest member of the Belly Up Sports Network. The Belly Up Sports Network is a rising star in the sports industry. After having emerged onto the scene in just a year, they have accrued a massive following with bold articles, standout podcasts, and great debate amongst followers in the forums. Sign up for their newsletter and get access to all of the information throughout the Belly Up Sports Network. Go to bellyupsports.com today to join. Be bold and stand out. And start off with the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. So first off, the injury reports that we have for the players that you're interested in as of right now are Dak Prescott is still practicing in a limited capacity, still not expected to throw, but is still expected to play on Sunday. That's, that's what we have right now. That's what we know right now. And because this game is so important, I do have an expectation that he will give it a go. Now it's an AC joint, it's in his throwing shoulder. If he gets hit, if he gets sacked, he gets hurt the wrong way, he could get knocked out of this game. And that hurts a lot of people for a lot of reasons. However, if he's active, because they're playing against Philadelphia Eagles, because of the matchup, because of the championship week, because he's been a quarterback one, you have to play him. And the same goes for Amari Cooper. You have to play Amari Cooper. He's been a wide receiver one. You love the matchup here. And the one thing is that you could take away is that even if Dak Prescott gets knocked out, yes, of course, that would be a downgrade for the wide receivers in general in that matchup for the Dallas Cowboys. But you figure his number one target, the guy who will focus on and throw the ball to come hell or high water, would be Amari Cooper. Now, what does that mean for Michael Gallup? I have a little less confidence in Michael Gallup. He's still a wide receiver three. He's still a guy who definitely has the possibility and the capability of going off. He's a guy in the matchup, if Dak Prescott is able to play the entire game, should have a decent floor for all of you. That I mean, that those are things that should be the possibility. But because of the risk of Dak Prescott, because if Connor Rush were to come in, or if he's not able to throw the ball with as much effectiveness, Michael Gallup will be the one who gets affected the most by that. So he's the one who has the most risk, plain and simple. Like I said, he's still have him as a wide receiver three. He's still the guy who can possibly play for you. But depending on what you have available, you may want to look for a safer option. Now, we still have Michael Gallup ranked at number 22 on the week at the wide receiver position for half-point PPR leagues. And that is all because of the matchup and what he's capable of doing. So he's still somebody that we are confident that you can play if need be. But in the championship weeks, I do like to try to take a little less risk, if at all possible. And then obviously you're playing Ezekiel Elliott. You're not playing any of the tight ends. So we can kind of move on there. For the Philadelphia Eagles standpoint, Jordan Howard is not going to play because nothing about his practice report has changed. Nelson Aguilar is not going to play. In fact, the reports coming out today are that Nelson Aguilar looks like they may finally just go ahead and shut him down for the season, even if they were to win against Dallas this week, even if they were to make the playoffs. That's what they're looking at right now. So, Keep that in mind, because that means Greg Ward 
is that number one wide receiver. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is looking like he's going to be active. He was limited with the foot injury, came back to practice. He should be active. But we saw last week, we saw last week, this was a guy who was supposed to be number one receiver. He just... He's not ready. He's not ready to take that role. He's not ready to be utilized in that way. It has been Greg Ward since Alshon has been gone, since Nelson Aguilar has been gone, and the and the Eagles have been reduced to pretty much Zach Ertz and looking for wide receivers anywhere they can find him. It's been Greg Ward. And he is somebody who, especially if you're talking about PPR leagues, we do believe has a decent floor. We have him as wide receiver 43 on the week. It's not a great matchup against Dallas here. But we do see he could definitely outperform where we have him ranked right now. Just because this is a guy who could wind up with six or seven catches like he did a week ago. Maybe he doesn't go for 100 yards, but the question is, can he get a touchdown? This is a guy who does have a good floor if you're in PPR and half of your leagues. He doesn't have a high ceiling because of the matchup. And everything like that. So just, you know, don't go crazy. Don't think, oh, Greg Ward, you're going to get all the targets. I'm going to throw you in. And it's going to be a steal. He still has a low ceiling. But he has a decent floor if you're looking for that wide receiver three, that you're looking for that flex play that has the possibility of being able to produce double-digit points for you on the low end. As far as everybody else goes, I mean, with no Jordan Howard, I mean, you keep firing up Miles Sanders. Uh, Dallas is a team that at times has been good against the run and at other times has not. So it's been kind of a hit or miss situation for them. Lane Johnson is looking like he will come back. So that will help the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles be able to be more prepared and be able to take on and be able to have a better running game this week. So we do expect Miles Sanders to once again have another good week. We do. He finally had his big breakout game a week ago. He's still going to get all the volume. We saw... What we're going to see as far as the split between Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are actually going to be. And and look, Boston Scott was involved to some degree in the passing game, but not too involved as far as rushing, as far as splitting actual carries. And Miles Sanders was by far the workhorse back, was by far the workhorse back. So you don't have to worry about the becoming a split. I love Miles Sanders as an RB2 this week. He's somebody who's definitely a must play for me in pretty much all uh, of your fantasy leagues, whatever whatever scoring format that you are in. We have him as number 16 running back on the week in half-point PPR leagues this week. I don't think you can play Carson Wentz with any confidence. Look, yes, he's going to feed Zach Ertz. Yes, he has some guys who, are, who can make some things interesting that you are interested in for fantasy purposes like Greg Ward and, of course, Miles Sanders. But Carson Wentz comes into this game in a above-average defense right here in a tough matchup with not a full plethora of weapons. This is a situation in which he does not come in this game with a high ceiling. Now, he might have a decent floor because it's going to be on Carson Wentz at some point in this game to be able to make something happen. And he's going to have some volume heading his way as well. But... This is a week where we just don't really love him for fantasy championship weeks. We have him ranked as number 23 quarterback on the week. That puts him right around the range of Andy Dalton and those guys because they have the matchups with the Miami Dolphins. So it kind of gives you an idea of where we have Carson Wentz ranked this week as somebody we would not recommend being able to play. Moving on to our next game on Sunday afternoon. And because of the Saturday games and there were so many 1 o'clock games, this is going to be a real short episode because there wasn't really too many games for the 4 o'clock hour at Sunday night and the Monday night game. But our next game that we got to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals, is the Seattle Seahawks. And in this matchup, obviously, you have fantasy implications across the board. So first and foremost, you play everyone who's a Seahawk that you can get your hands on. You're playing Tyler Lockett. You're playing DK Metcalf. 
Metcalf. You're playing Russell Wilson. You're playing Jacob Hollister. Arizona, He last time they played Arizona, he had two touchdowns in that game. Still no Josh Gordon going into this week. Should be a couple extra targets heading Jacob Hollister's way. I know he has not been living up to his streaming tight end reputation that he had, had garnished for himself earlier on this season. But against the Arizona Cardinals, as long as you are a competent tight end and have a team that will throw you the football at least on a semi-regular basis, which the Seahawks do, he is somebody that you can go ahead and play and pick up. So Jacob Hollister is somebody that we like this week, and I'll look it up here for you now on the screen behind me if you're watching on Sportscaster because I got the website up with all the rankings on the website, mdffshow.com. You can always check it out for yourself. And we have Hollister, the number 12 tight end on the week, making him just inside the tight end ones for this week because of the matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. Playing everybody. Obviously, Chris Carson's going to have a great week, so you're just playing everyone there. Now, next... We have, on the Cardinal side of the ball, lost my train of thought there for a second. On the Cardinal side of the ball, Christian Kirk was limited in practice with an ankle issue. He is expected to play right now. So we do think Christian Kirk will be good to go. Of the wide receivers, he is the only Arizona Cardinal wide receiver you can think to play from a fantasy standpoint. Okay, so with him, he's going to be in half point PPR leagues. We're going to look up where he's ranked right now, but he is somebody he's he's not coming in with a high ceiling. This is a decent matchup here. The Seattle Seahawks are a secondary that you have been able to take advantage of this season. They are a little bit below average there. And you figure Seattle should dominate this game for the most part, which means the Cardinals should have to come back at some point. That should mean extra targets for Christian Kirk, as long as he's not too limited. But we do expect him to be able to, to be okay for this week's matchup so we're not too worried about it from that standpoint and we're trying to get a look on it now Christian Kirk is there's no way he's that high he've got number 26 on the week number 26 in half point PPR leagues so that's what you can look at there it just gives you a good mix he's right there the top end wide receiver three we just think he has a pretty good low floor I just wouldn't expect him to give you that boom game like I know we had some boom games out of Christian Kirk where he was able to go for 100 yards and go for a touchdown but coming off that ankle injury which has still been an issue for him and landing it back on the practice report even if he does give it to go we just don't expect him to be able to have that explosiveness to get down the field that he normally would so I do think there's going to be better options for you but I do think he has a safe floor if he's somebody you need to be able to utilize in the flex in that wide receiver three situation as far as everybody else goes Kyler Murray we don't have him as a QB one this week we don't we kind of backed off of him on this one uh just because he's really been struggling throwing the ball he's really he hasn't been able to throw for over 200 yards really consistently we have him as the quarterback 18 this week yes he always presents that possibility that he's going to be able to rush and be able to give you a floor that way and to give you an idea the quarterbacks we have are all pretty much uh are pretty much get are pretty much grouped uh, pretty close to each other as far as where we have their points ranking goes and everything like that. So, but the issue that we run into is that they're all separated by like a tenth of a point, right? So it's really close because the the difference that we have between Kyler at eighteen and then let's say Matt Ryan at fifteen is really tenths of a point. We're talking here as far as projections go. So he does have the floor that he could rush, but we don't trust it. He hasn't really been playing well, and unless he does run, he's not offering you much as far as throwing the football goes. This hasn't been a very effective offense. So I would say stay away from Kyler Murray would be my 
would be my advice at the end of the day. I know that might be difficult. I know he's been a guy that I don't think he's been a QB one for you guys every single week. Hasn't been a QB one for you throughout the entire season. He is somebody who's been on teams that has been streaming quarterbacks for the most part. And I expect that if you've been doing that, there should be guys like Gardner Minshew. Maybe there's still a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. These are all guys that we would have ahead of Kyler Murray this week because they all have much higher ceiling possibilities. And you want to have that mixture where they all have good, decent floors because of the matchups that they're in at the quarterback position. But when you're going to that championship week, you want to have a quarterback who has the opportunity to possibly drop 30 points for you. And those guys have a much better shot at doing so than Kyler Murray does this week against the Seattle Seahawks. Just with the way they're offense has been playing. Kenyon Drake, however, on the other hand, now look, yes, he's not going to go for four touchdowns this week. He's not going to, yeah, he's not going to go for over a hundred yards and four touchdowns this week. It's not going to happen again, but with Kyler, with, I'm sorry, with Kenyon Drake, he is somebody that we do feel is going to be a key cog in your lineups this week can play in your flex situation. And because of the injuries that we're looking at, because of some of the guys that don't have great matchups, like Le'Veon Bell, who you might not want to play because of the injuries going on with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. If you weren't able to get a hold of Mike Boone in that situation, somebody else did in your, in your leagues, you might be in a situation where you're looking around for RB twos to be able to play. Kenya Drake is somebody that I'm going to go ahead and plug. Now don't do it with the expectation that he could possibly give you what he did a week ago. Do it with the expectation of what he's done on average for the Cardinals since being their, their starting running back, which is somebody who's been able to get somewhere between 50 and 80 yards from scrimmage on a regular basis, someone who's able to get three to four receptions in the passing game and just be overall involved. Not a workhorse, not a guy who's usually going to get you 20 plus touches. It's usually a guy who's going to get you about 15. And that should be enough being that he's involved in almost every aspect of the Cardinals offense for you, making him somebody who's a flex play and number 28 running back for us on the week in half point PPR leagues, putting him that RB3 uh, flex territory range. The MD's fantasy football show is now partnered with the Unwrapped Sports Network. Unwrapped Sports Network has a top-notch sports blog covering all sports all the time with a team of talented writers. You can also visit their podcast page to listen to this show and several others covering multiple sports. Sign up for their newsletter and never miss a thing at unwrapsports.com. Again, that's unwrapsports.com. All right, moving on here, we got the next game up, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears. That's the Sunday night game, and in this game here, there's a lot of there's a lot of con- conflicting ideas on who's fantasy relevant, who should not, who should be played, and who you should stay away from. A lot of conflicting ideas. Now, actually, just a quick shout out. I was on a podcast yesterday, uh, the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. They did a great show. We talked about this game quite a bit because of the fantasy implications that are on both sides of the ball and guys who we felt should and should not play. So I, I encourage you to go ahead and check that out. They're on any app that you're looking for, any app you listen to me on, uh, Fantasy Coaches Podcast. They're, they really do a great job there. But we talked about this game uh, quite a bit, and that was because of Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson in this matchup. I am not a fan. I am not a fan. Uh, going into this week, Kansas City Chiefs have been on fire defensively as of late, and really they have been one of the best defenses against outside perimeter wide receivers all season long. 
And I think finally, because of what they've been able to do from a fantasy perspective over the past month, that people have finally started to realize that they are not the pathetic defense that everyone looks at them to be. And regardless of whether the Kansas City Chiefs offense lights it up or not, that hasn't really factored in as far as their defense giving up extra points or extra yardage that they normally would not if the game was closer because of garbage time and everything like that. That hasn't actually been the case. Now, if you play in a slot receiver, you have a little bit more of a chance. So when you're talking about Allen Robinson, you're talking about Anthony Miller, these are guys that rotate into the slot. These are guys that will be moved around throughout the game. And Matt Nagy has done a much better job of calling his offense, uh, getting back to the basics, getting back to what it looked like a season ago, over the past month and now. Done a much better job, a lot more RPOs, getting Mitchell Trubisky to run around a little bit more. If they do that, If Mitchell Trubisky can use his legs at times to move the chains and keep the Kansas City defense honest, then that, yes, that would open up things just enough for guys like Allen Robinson, for guys like Anthony Miller, but we're not high on them. We got Allen Robinson, number 27 receiver on the week. We have him in the top end wide receiver three territory, and honestly, he's somebody who I don't think has a great ceiling. I would look to play other options who have more of an upside this week than Allen Robinson does in this matchup. And Anthony Miller, we're really low on him. We have him number four. 44. I know he's been hot. I know a lot of people are going to look at that and scoff, and that's fine. He has been having a terrific last three weeks or so of the season. He has been targeted like crazy. And no, we do not expect Taylor Gabriel to come back this week. He still has not practiced, still has not clear concussion protocol. So our expectation is that Anthony Miller will be that second wide receiver, just so you guys are aware of that factor, which is a big factor when you're talking about Anthony Miller. But in this matchup, in a game I don't expect Mitchell Trubisky to play particularly well because it's going up against a defense that not only covers well, but also does a pretty good job getting a pass rush there with Steve Spagnola, something Mitchell Trubisky always struggles with. And he doesn't do very well most of the time against above-average defenses. I know last week he had a decent showing, and that was against above-average defense, but this is a defense been playing even better than that. Because of the way they play defense, I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to have a hard time with it. And if he if he flops out, that's going to that's going to make everyone else around him be an issue and be at risk. So I'm not particularly going after Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. I think there's better options available to you this week. I know it's hard. I know Anthony Miller, especially, is a big reason why you might be in the championship week, and it's hard to bench guys like that. But take it into consideration somebody else who has a decent enough floor with a much higher ceiling and a much better matchup is who I would want in my lineups this particular week. As far as everybody else goes, obviously I'm not playing Trubisky because he's the main reason why I'm worried about the wide receivers. I am going to play David Montgomery. I am. I know a lot of people want, that's another one where a lot of people want to scoff at. I get it. I understand David Montgomery has had his opportunities, has had some plus matchups and has not always taken advantage like he should, like he was supposed to. Totally understandable. Totally get where you're coming from on that. But this is the Kansas City Chiefs. The biggest way Chicago is going to be able to stay in this game is if they commit to running the football. And say what you will, but David Montgomery is still a guy in a situation where most of the time he is averaging somewhere between 15 and 20 carries a game. Is he involved in the passing game? No, not at all. Not a lick. That is all Tariq Cohen. And Tariq Cohen does offer you flex appeal in this game in particular in a full point PPR league only. In half point PPR, we still don't have him with a high enough ceiling to really be a flex guy for us. But if you're a full point PPR leagues, you can fire him up as a flex play. But when it comes to David Montgomery, the only way I can envision Chicago moving the ball with any consistency would be against the run. And if you look here on the screen behind me, or if you're listening on the audio, we have David Montgomery on the website, mdffshow.com. 
He is the number nine running back overall for us in half-point PPR leagues. And they're talking about a guy who doesn't catch the ball ever. We have him right behind Mark Ingram. David Montgomery is somebody that we have inside the top 10. We are confident that he will be able to produce as long as he continues to get somewhere between 15 and 20 carries like he has averaged so far this season. We expect that to be the case. We expect him to be able to take advantage of it. We expect him to be a must-start in your lineups. And I love him in if you play DFS tournaments where you play where they include the Sunday night game. Not all of them do, and some of them do. We do love him in that situation as well because he's somebody who I think is getting overlooked right now because of his disappointing performances over the past couple of weeks. But we do like David Montgomery quite a bit. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. On the Chiefs side of the ball, at this point, I think it should be pretty much common knowledge exactly what you want to do. We're still waiting to hear about Damian Williams, whether or not he's going to be active in that game. And make sure you're following me along throughout the weekend at MDFFF Show on Twitter. It's free. It's update news notifications for you guys to make sure you're up to date and know before your competition is exactly what's going on there. Make sure you're following us along there. But we are waiting on that report either way. I don't know how you play Damian Williams in your championship week in his first week back after missing several weeks after the way the Chiefs have just struggled to really do anything out of the backfield with any kind of grace. Now, I will say this. He should, if he's active, produce at a much better level than anybody else they've had since he's been out, whether with the mixture of McCoy and Darrell Williams and Darwin Thompson. Look, you can't play them. You can't play McCoy. You can't play Thompson. You can't play Spencer Ware. If Damian Williams comes in, he is somebody who probably will get 15 touches. He will be involved in the rushing game. He will be involved in the passing game. He will be the main guy. So if you want to look at it from that standpoint where he may get 15 touches, and if you're in a PPR league that you want, you know, five of them might be receptions, then maybe you want to look at him that way. But the ceiling's really not there. It's a tougher matchup. Chicago defense is a lot healthier, especially in playing a little bit better against the run as of late. As a result, I'm not going to be touching a Kansas City Chiefs running back in my championship week, this mismatchup in Chicago. It's just not going to happen. But everyone else, yeah, you fire him up as usual. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That's it. No Sammy Watkins. I think that's you know should be obvious to everybody at this point, I would think. Um, no... You know, no taking chances on Nicole Hardman, no taking chances on Demarcus Robinson. You just you stick with those big three on the Kansas City Chiefs side of the ball. Those are the guys getting all the targets, all the work uh, as of late. Uh, just real quick before we jump into the Monday night preview game, if you're watching on Sportscaster right now and you have a fantasy football question, please drop it in the chat and we will get to it because after the Monday night game, it will be the mailbag segment. So we're going to get to it real soon. Of course, I have some pre-selected questions for people who contacted me throughout the week. Uh, on social media, whether it was through Twitter at MDSFF Show or whether it was through Facebook at MDFF Show, or if they emailed me directly from the website www.mdffshow.com and went to the Contact Us tab, you can always email us through that as well. So let's roll on here to the Monday night game. And what do we have? But we have the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. So this game obviously has a lot of attention for a lot of different reasons. The biggest one being, and we just tweeted this out probably right before the show started today, and that is 
Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison still are not practicing. Now remember, it's it's the Monday game, right? So this today, even though even though today's Friday, today would be the Thursday practice. So it's definitely something to keep your eyes on. But we're really not going to know anything concrete until tomorrow, maybe Sunday morning. But I do think here's the good news: the way this is trending, the way Mike Zimmer has been pretty upfront about the injuries with his guys, I'm pretty confident we are going to know something before Sunday, before Sunday morning games. Now, the bad news is that if you're you know, debating whether you want to play Mike Boone or somebody who's playing in the three games tomorrow, which is you know the, the Houston-Tampa Bay game, the Rams-49ers game is the night game, and the Bills-Patriots game, if you're debating playing Mike Boone or somebody on those squads, I don't think you're going to know for sure exactly what the situation is tomorrow. Maybe you do. There's a chance that maybe they come out in the practice report tomorrow and they still are not practicing. You can go ahead and just assume that Mike Boone will, will play. But I don't know if you're going to know for sure at that point. So that'd be the only downfall. But the good news is I do think we're going to know Sunday morning, uh, one way or another, before those games at least start. So hopefully you're in a situation where you're not debating between Mike Boone or somebody who doesn't play until Sunday. So hopefully that's the situation you're in. As far as that goes, if let's, let's operate under the assumption right now that Cook and Madison do not play. Mike Boone would be an RB2. Now, right now, I don't believe that we updated our rankings yet to reflect that because we're still waiting on the official word before we go ahead and project uh, what we want Mike Boone, what we think Mike Boone can be as far as you know our rankings for the week goes, as far as what we think his production will be. But we, <clears throat> I can confidently say that once the report comes out that he will be, in fact, the number one guy, uh, we will have him ranked at least as an RB2 because you can see here, we have Dalvin Cook, if he was to be active, the number two running back on the week. So if assuming Madison and Cook cannot go, Mike Boone would be somebody who would definitely be inside of our top 20 without a doubt. So he's definitely a must-start if they cannot go. I think that should pretty much go without saying at this point. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs are two guys that you have to fire up. The Green Bay secondary has not been good as of late. They are somebody that you can definitely take advantage of. And that puts me in a situation where I'm looking at Kirk Cousins as well as, as a guy that could possibly have some value uh, heading into this week. He has been a guy who's been in that streaming territory pretty much all season long. This is a matchup where I think he has a high ceiling. I have his number 13 quarterback on the week, as you can see right there behind me. Look. That makes him the top the top end QB two. That makes him a streaming option. Does he have a low floor? Yes, he does because they have games where they just typically will not throw the football more than twenty five times. I don't think this is going to be that game though. The thing about the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers historically, when you when you look at them, they will usually have one game where it's kind of a dud, it's kind of a mess offensively, and the defenses will kind of balance out, and then it will be a matter of what offense can make the play at the end of the game to win the game. And then usually they'll have another game, and that game is usually in Minnesota, that they will have a big offensive spread, and everybody's going off left and right, and it's all of a sudden it's a shootout between the two teams. Historically, that seems to happen nearly every year. So... I know I got the screen behind me going crazy right now. Uh, so what we have as a result to that is the fact that this should be the game that there should be a scoring plethora out there between these two teams, which means Kirk Cousins should have an opportunity to have a really good ceiling. Like I said, he doesn't. The reason he's outside the top twelve is because we don't like his floor necessarily because of the possibilities. We we get that. We also know we have to take into consideration the fact that he has not played well in a Monday Night Football game. He hasn't won a Monday Night Football game. 
So we get that too. The Vikings, I think, are going to actually wind up winning this game at home, but that's neither here nor there. Is this is a secondary you can take advantage of? Adam Thielen is much healthier now, and much it should be much more involved than he was a week ago. He has his weapons back, and even if there, and if there's no Dalvin Cook, while I still expect Michael Boone to play really well, he's still he's not anywhere near Dal- Dalvin Cook, and I would I would say he's not on the same level as Alexander Madison either. I think they're going to be in a situation where they will look to throw the ball a bit more as a result. So I think he's going to have that volume that you're looking for. I think Cousins has a good chance of having a decent ceiling in this matchup this week. Now, it's still a risk. There's still have guys that are in the streaming territory that we like better, like Minshew, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. We do have them slightly ahead. So there's still guys like that. But Kirk Cousins, I think, should be in that realm that you're looking for. As far as the Packers go, I don't... Look, Aaron Rodgers is a good matchup on paper. The Minnesota Vikings are a... A defense that you've been able to take advantage of, especially for the wide receivers, especially for quarterbacks. But uh, just the way he's played, the way this offense has played, I'm just, uh, there's no way I can go into this game trusting it. He's somebody who, unless it's a plus plus matchup, unless they've been playing somebody like the Giants or uh, something in the realm of that, he's struggled to really throw the ball over 200 yards on a consistent basis. That's, that's the issue. That's the issue we're running into. And he's not the Aaron Rodgers of old where he's throwing multiple touchdowns every single week. He might in this game. He, there's a possibility, similar to Kirk Cousins, he has a ceiling that is a in the realm of possibility because of the matchup, because of what he can do. But unlike Kirk Cousins, he actually hasn't played with the same floor throughout the throughout the year from a fantasy football perspective this entire season. So I'm staying away from Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't mean I don't think Devontae Adams can't have a great a week, because I do. Devontae Adams is going to be a wide receiver one. Obviously, you had to play him anyway, but I do think he has a chance to really be in the top five this week in the, with the matchup that he has, regardless of the production out of Rodgers, because we know Adams is going to get the ball. Also, you have to play Aaron Jones. Absolutely have to play Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is not a must-play to me. He's been involved less and less over the past few weeks. This is a game in which he's going to have to get involved in the passing game in order for him to have any kind of fantasy value for me. And I think you just have better options at the flex for you if you're in the championship right now. So Jamal Williams really is not a guy that I'm looking to play this particular week uh, heading into my championship week. But that wraps it up, guys. That wraps up the preview part of this episode. We're going to go ahead, we're going to dive into the mailbag segment right here. Now remember, if you are watching on Sportscaster, please go ahead and drop your fantasy football question live in the chat, and we will get to it after we talk about the pre-selected questions right here. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is proud to become a new member of Overtime Heroics. Overtime Heroics is a fantastic sports media platform for sports fans all around the world to come and participate in their extensive forums. And now with the merger of the Land Sports Network, the website will soon have great content available from extremely well-written articles to entertaining and informative podcasts from all sports for you to enjoy. All you have to do is register for free at OvertimeHeroics.com to participate. Again, that's OvertimeHeroics.com. So now we got Kevin from Twitter. He asked me, do I risk it and play Dalvin and Jacobs, or do I play Philip Lindsay over one of them? Well, this question, I pre-selected this question a couple days ago, if you couldn't tell, because Josh Jacobs has already been ruled out. So obviously you're going to be playing Philip Lindsay over Josh Jacobs. And with Dalvin Cook, I hope you have a secondary option, Kevin, because it looks like you're going to have to play not just Philip Lindsay, but somebody else for Dalvin as well. If you did not wind up picking up Mike Boone, hopefully you did. Next up, we got Dexter from Facebook. He asked me, Cortland Sutton or Terry McLaurin this week? 
This is a good question. This is a this is a tough one in the sense of these two guys are guys that have a similar type of floor, have a similar type of ceiling. Because these are two guys that have have the target share on their teams, are their number one wide receivers, are on bad teams, but have good matchups, have great matchups this week, and have shown the ability to win weeks all by themselves in pre- in previous weeks. What we have here is we have Cortland Sutton ranked just a tad higher than Terry McLaurin this particular week because Cortland Sutton is our number nine wide receiver in half-point PPR leagues this week while we have Terry McLaurin number 12. So it's close. We like them both, obviously, but Cortland Sutton has been a little bit more dependable week in and week out, obviously, uh, even no matter what the quarterback has been. And because he hasn't had really a great game in a couple of weeks. I think he might be due this week. I'm not, I'm not worried about him going up against Darius Slay. Uh, that Detroit defense, to me, looks like it has quit for the rest of this season. So I'm not going to be too overly concerned about that. So I do think you can go ahead. You can play Cortland Sutton there over Terry McLaurin. But they're both close. I like them both. I think the best thing I could tell you is that I don't think you can make a wrong decision in this situation. Uh, I think they're both going to perform pretty well for you there. The last pre-selected question we have is from Jen. She asked me, Raheem Moster or Adrian Peterson, full point PPR. This is a tough one, right? Everyone's looking at the Rams right now with just saliva coming out of their mouths looking for the play of Raheem Mostert after what they gave up to the Cowboys last week, to Ezekiel Elliott, to Tony Pollard, the fact that they gave up over 200 yards rushing, the fact that the 49ers, when they definitely can run the football, that is what they want to do. But having said all that, Raheem Mostert's in a situation where, yes, he might be the lead back, but you're looking at a guy who might get you 12 to 15 carries. And maybe he'll get a little bit involved in the passing. Maybe he'll get a catch or two. Maybe that's going to be enough against this Rams defense right now to be able to have a big week. He's definitely somebody that we have in the RB3 category, somebody we have that you can play as a flex. He's somebody that you can utilize or even play as an RB2 if you are hindered by injury. But we would lean towards Adrian Peterson this week. He's going to get 20 carries against the Giants. It's a great matchup. This Adrian Peterson has performed well, even in tough matchups this season. So we fully expect Adrian Peterson to have a great week in this one. I think he has a higher floor than Raheem Mostert. He might not have a higher ceiling, but I do think he has a higher floor. And I think you can count on what he's going to produce for you more. And I think there's a really good chance he gets into the end zone this week. So I would definitely say go with Adrian Peterson over Raheem Mostert this particular week in the championship, even in a full-point PPR when you know Adrian Peterson won't be involved in the passing game. It does not matter. The matchup is too good against the Giants right now. That wraps up the show. Well, that runs up the content part of it. What we're going to do real quick is I'm just going to talk about some things that you have to look forward to for next season. And that is, you know, our schedule, we're, we'll, we'll go on hiatus after next week. We have four episodes still next week. So nothing's going to change there. Even with Christmas, since Christmas falls on a Wednesday, it's not going to change anything for us because uh, we don't usually do shows on Wednesday mornings anyway. What it will do is allow us to, you know, get, get some more, you know, get get some you guys more prepared for what we're going to be able to give you this year, which is we'll be back in March. As far as the episodes go, as far as the pod, as far as the actual full podcast episodes go, we'll be back in March. We'll do one episode a week in the spring, all the way up until about 
June, July. And then that's when we'll start to do two episodes a week at that point uh, as well. And that's when we'll start to do, you know, start previewing and all that stuff. So kind of a similar format to what we did last year. But the difference will be is that every single one of those episodes in the off season will be also live here on sportscaster.com. So if you're listening to the audio and you want to check out the live version of this show in the off season, make sure you write it down, sportscaster.com. Make sure you go to at MDFF. Belly Up USN. We will be here all year long, and that's and that's what we'll be doing. So all the episodes will be live on Sportscaster. We plan on switching some things up. Hopefully, we're going to have some more you know graphics for you, some more you know studio software. We're going to make it more entertaining. That's what we're going to be working on mostly in the off season. What I will be doing that will not be audio that will not be audio only available. Uh, or I said the audio version won't be necessarily available. It will only be on Sportscaster, is that even before March, we will be hopping on here. We'll be doing videos to help break down some film and start looking at some guys who are coming out of the college ranks, who are going to be going into the NFL draft, who we think might have some fantasy value for you, whether it be in a dynasty league, whether it be in for redraft leagues, if it's rookies that we think actually have a chance to perform on a fantasy level for the following year. Because uh, there, there's always a few, and we're going to look at those guys. I mean, we, we did it on this show we did it with we did it in the audio version last year but we did it with Darius Slayton we did it with uh Terry McLaurin like we were on these guys in the spring that we felt like if they fit, landed into the right situations they were going to have some fantasy value in their rookie season so somebody they were guys that we were telling you about to keep your eyes on and they wound up coming true so just just to kind of give you guys an indication it's not it's not going to just be about dynasty but obviously when you're dealing with rookies it mostly will be pertaining to that as well we'll be doing that now that will just be on sports caster when we're breaking down the film and talking about those things that that's all there's not going to be an audio version episode of it because it's going to be quick breakdowns it's going to be one individual player for a, a video episode that we do and that's going to be it you're still going to be able to check out those video episodes on the website www.mdffshow.com we always have our latest uh, episode stream on there available to you on the website so you can always kind of check out what the last one was and then uh, some other things we're going to do is that next season is still going to stay four episodes a week. It's still going to stay two, uh, you know, it's still going to be two that are going to be live on Sportscaster, and there's still going to be two that will just be available on the audio version. That that part's not going to change. But like I said, hopefully the video version, we're going to be working very hard this year to make it look cooler, make it look better, and and we'll have some more graphics, and we're hoping to to really make it uh, something that everyone's going to really enjoy and really be excited by and just enhance your experience while you're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show, while you're watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And of course, the audio, we're going to have interviews again. We're going to get some writers back on here and, and talk about you know the team depth charts and stuff like that that we did in the summertime that was, that was very popular. So we're going to make sure we're doing stuff like that as well. So a lot of great things are coming down the pipe. Uh, one, one quick thing I do want to mention is that we are planning on releasing our own uh, shop. Uh, so like merchandise for the MD's Fantasy Football Show and and just some not just not just MD's Fantasy Football Show merchandise but also some cool fantasy football slogan T-shirts that you can buy. They'll have our logo on it as well. Uh, the, that stuff actually we plan on releasing that hopefully sometime in January. Uh, it won't be right after the New Year, but hopefully sometime in January to help kick off the 2020 year. We're gonna have our own shop with our merchandise up there. We want to have you know we're gonna have shirts, we're gonna have sweatpants, hoodies, all kinds of stuff that we plan on having for you guys available. So you can support the show. We'll probably give away some of it for uh, giveaways for contests that we plan on having next year as well. Kind of really enhance it. A lot of things are going really well. Obviously, the biggest thing here too is that in case you guys don't know, um, I usually try to mention at the end of the show, but on for, for Belly Up Sports, uh, I am the head fantasy football 
not actually not fan, fan, head fantasy sports department guy over there. And so I'm going to be working very, very closely with Belly Up all throughout the offseason. So you're going to see a lot of my content over there as well. They also do a lot of great work, and it's not just football. They do they have, we have writers for all the fantasy sports. We, hit, we do advice. We do tips. We do news for all the fantasy sports as well. So if you're a fantasy sports nut and you play basketball, you play hockey, you play baseball, and obviously with basketball hockey going on right now, you can use them as a source. We keep up to date. We keep you up to date. We keep it rolling there. Uh, and I'll be working very closely over there too. So make sure you go ahead and check them out at Belly Up Sports, but also at Belly Up Fantasy on Twitter that you can see that there too. And of course, with Unwrap Sports, we're not going anywhere with them. They're going to be great. They have been great to us. We're going to keep on with them, especially here with Sportscaster and doing the content that, that we have with them so far. And, and there's somebody that their people have been put out great videos, put up great episodes. Definitely guys that you want to go ahead and check out. Just look for when you're on Sportscaster, look for people that have the USN tagline at the bottom at the at the end of their name they're part of the unwrapped sports network so they do great things as well so make sure you give them a follow here uh too when you go to check that out so that's just some of the things we'll talk about it again next week with some other things that maybe i didn't mention or or just reiterate what our schedule is expected to be just so you guys make sure you remember of course the holiday season a lot going on so everyone we will be back on Monday, so I will be able to wish you a Merry Christmas then. But everyone, good luck this week. If this is your championship week and it's over this week, you're not going into week 17, I really hope that you guys as part of MD Nation are going to be able to win and win with the advice. Remember, we will be available all throughout the weekend. So if you have any questions, you have any issues, make sure you're contacting me through social media. I will make sure to help you guys out with all of that. Everyone, good luck this weekend. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you on Monday. Thank you for listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.